Once upon a time in an economic system far, far away, there is a story, a fairy tale about currency based on gold and silver standard, about exchange rate system that was based in reality and not influenced and mechanized by creators of economics policies and unbeddable to their will. Yes, that system had its cons and pros as the system we are living in now, but let's analyze how we made a mistake by leaving Bretton Woods system. Have we made a mistake? What should have been done differently? And where down the road we fucked up? Luca, are you ready? And how are you doing? Uh, I'm 100% ready. Uh, and ready to, as I like to say, dissect the, uh, this team. So what do you got? We're talking about money. We're talking yeah. about money today. Yeah? <laughs> so that's a serious subject. Uh, I hope I hope you are ready, you know. Yeah, I, I, I am ready as hell. So, you know, money cannot be divided. <laughs> yeah, he's king. But uh, we cannot talk about the development and uh, of the civilization without money. Because since we had our first societies, we had some form of money, some co- kind of coins. And, you know, all that thousands years before Christ, we, we used gold. We used gold in uh, today's uh, South America, North America. Middle America, Europe, Asia, Africa. We use some kind of money. We use practically all of those civilizations, Aztecs, on the uh, west side of the world. Uh, Europeans here, uh, Mesopotamians, uh, Chinese, Persians, Egyptians. Everybody used gold. It's like some kind of the obsession the that humankind have with this metal you know and people say it was bad but the system at the time with with those golden standards i think that maya mayas even uh, used the, the the golden powder and golden figures to exchange and goods and you know that system and even romans and uh, greeks uh as in seventh century before christ they started coinage the first money uh, were made with uh, alloy of silver and gold and you know and that gold and silver standard the first uh, version of it worked for 500 years and you you cannot say it, it didn't work because it did we didn't have anything better for half a millennium you know uh, yeah but uh, think about it. stop there and, and think about it uh, uh what was what was the currency it was something of a value in this yeah. case precious metal called gold mm-hmm. like it was legitimately valuable it wasn't yeah. a paper that, that, that wrote some number on it you know it or was, digital code yeah it was like it was legit that thing that you gave in exchange for milk for fucking grass for anything that you needed on your farm uh, in greece Th- that was legit valuable as yeah. you know alone and in and of itself without the you know 
the number on it, and that's where the that's legit gold standard. <laughs> uh, but that's where we derive the gold standard from, and the, the commodity backing uh, mm-hmm. sort of the money. So that's the idea behind it. And when you stop and think about it, you know, and, and you know, coincided with what we have now, you will realize what really is the money today. Well, back then, it's one of the original functions of the money, holder of the value. You knew if you sold your cow for that much gold, you can buy that cow sometimes in the future for just that small amount of gold. You know, and uh, in the meantime, few thousands years ahead, we we, we figured about this thing called inflation. <laughs> you know, and the money, in some sense, lost its function to hold the value. Especially because we do not back it up. We just print paper now. Yeah. Or, or digital codes, like I said, we, we do cryptocurrencies and etc. We will talk about that later. And, you know, I mean, the, the understanding of the economics and the, finan- and the finance is, is so much different. Not uh, when we look back at the, the, the few thousands years ago, but if we look just 20 years ago or 50, you know, because... Today, at the uh, economics uh, universities, uh, faculties, you know, we uh, learn so much more about economics and about money than any of the most profound economists of uh, in the history have ever learned. The student of the, on the first year of the economics knows more about economy, if he's a good student, uh, than the students of Adam Smith knew, Ricardo. Mill, fuck, even uh, freaking Friedman, you know, that, that's the first generation of the the, 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 the real economists, let's say, that, that, that just, and but let's not stray away from the team, that's something else. But, uh, yeah, I think that, that money lost its purpose, it's just <laughs> some freak in the economics now, you know. Uh, yeah, but listen, uh, uh, in my opinion, it's on the broader sense of economics, I believe that common man uh, believes the market in, in economics. We genuinely have this, I think, feeling that it's something we, we have entirely under our control. Yeah. Uh, which, uh, if you dive deeper in it, you, you realize that the economy is almost a living being, you know. And yeah. you, you, you put these laws. And it, and it sounds so simple. Like, we don't have money, let's print more. Uh, the wages are low, so we're going to destroy poverty by ra- raising minimal wage. Yeah, well, just let me interrupt you because I will forget it later. Uh, because the common people now, they think they understand money, but they do not. Uh, yeah, and uh, same with the inflation and the yeah. currency. I think uh, I hear so many people just throwing the term inflation, but, uh, but I, I don't really know if they get it. And uh, in regards, for example, the gold standard, like gold standard became something uh, that uh, future capitalist countries like U.S. and uh, Britain became using, uh, began using it uh, somewhere on the beginning of 19th century, and in the second half of the 19th century, which was economically one of the most successful periods of mankind, mm-hmm. and it was largely attributed to that. Not that only, but uh, certainly played a big part. Uh, the, the the currency is backed by gold. Uh, you know. W- w- Something happened along the line, and that's in 1914. Usually, we take that uh, mm-hmm. that time. The, the World War began. 
yeah. and the countries faced that were in the war, they faced this option. We need to finance this shit, all right? Mm-hmm. So we, we have two options. We can uh, raise the taxes or we can print more money. And the, 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 what, what people need to understand is uh, if government raises taxes or starts printing more money, that means two things. Government will have more money in both cases and the citizens will have less money yeah. in both those cases. But what was the difference? Because uh, if you raise taxes, everybody understands that because mm-hmm. it's simple for the, for the simple common man mind. You know, raise taxes, oh, we're going to give more to the government. Then fuck the government. You're gonna, we, we're going to riot. We're going to come out in the streets. And who knows? Maybe, hypothetically speaking, war wouldn't last so much if the, mm-hmm. uh, the, that was the route. But you say to the people, we're going to print more money. And they hear about this inflation. They wonder, what, 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 you know, what is that? Yeah, that sounds, ah, that sounds okay, I guess. You know, you you couldn't anger about something that you didn't understand. You just hear printing money. Oh, well, well that doesn't affect us. It's, in fact, it's more money. <laughs> you know, so it's crazy how you were manipulated essentially. And then we discard basically that gold standard. Although it's officially in the US, I've been. I think it was officially discarded in the 70s, but it was basically mm-hmm. and practically discarded in, at this time. So, uh, you know, just for the split of the second, the common man uh, lost the power of, of his currency at the time. And uh, you, when you think about it, uh, what is what I've been trying to say to the people for the whole time in, in my circle, that note that you have of 100 euros, that's, that, that can be 100 euros... It will be the same note 10 years from now. Mm-hmm. But instead of buying, uh, I don't know, five kilos of meat, you'll buy just one kilo of meat. So that's just the paper, essentially. Well, yeah, that's why we why we agreed, a lot of countries did, not all of them, uh, about Bretton Woods uh, agreement. And that system that was based, basically, basically that was the last front of uh, gold uh, standard, you know. And when we were on the gold standard, the creators of the economics policy didn't have the right and didn't have the instruments to to manipulate the money. Because you knew what this money was based on. That's why we had so much, uh, you said earlier, of the economic development of the economic treasure, let's say. Uh, in prosperity, but uh, I'm talking about something else here. And you, you had the money that was in control of itself. Yeah. And we had the Bretton Woods, which was needed at the time because it uh, uh, it gave us stability, which was which was much needed in the time of the Great Depression and the World War Two. And there are some good things that uh, came from the Bretton Woods system, like IMF. Uh, International Monetary Fund and uh, uh, and uh, World Bank we have today, and that was good. But those two institutions, institutions of the World Bank and the IMF, they are the traditional institution institutions that didn't adapt to the time. They still works on the old principles, and in the uh, you know uh, in the Bretton Woods Agreement. Uh, we, we have this fixed uh, uh, exchange rate and it had its pros and cons but let's not confuse the, the, the audience and but basically 
you knew what you had. Yeah, but uh, the, 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 the biggest con, in my opinion, is because that system uh, had to uh, relate itself to one currency. It was needed and it was dollar, the, American, the US dollar at the time. And dollar was just like all the other currencies. It needs uh, to depreciate and appreciate from time to time. And this system didn't allow... Uh, US dollar to depreciate because it was fixed and that was like the final straw when and, and, uh, I think Nixon administration uh, said that the depreciation of the Ameri- uh, US dollar was temporarily suspended and that was the end of the Bretton Woods system and and we had this new system with flexible exchange rate and everything which basically gave more power to the government and nothing else yeah you know like you said there 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 are pros and cons you know to the to the you know free exchange system and uh, but but one thing is uh, i believe is interesting because look at an, looking at a historical like america came out in, in the best of shapes after the yeah. two world wars as much as you can be and the much of their power came out from that you know yeah uh, from the very well, at the t- uh, yeah. sorry again for interrupting, but at the time after the World War, uh, I think that vast majority of the gold reserves in the world were in the U.S. But the other car- currencies, I just want to explain to the audience, uh, had a, a right to exchange its own currency for dollar or gold, and a lot of that American gold went to the world. Yeah, and everyone was uh, indebted to, to the. Uh, essentially Americans in some sense, you know, and that, that was one of the... Yeah. <laughs> uh, in Marshall Black. Yeah, in the First World War, one of the great inspirations for American government to enter the war was ensuring that their the debts will be paid by the their European, you know, indebtors, uh, uh, because, you know, if the country went fucked, you know, we're gonna, who's gonna give us back our money? Uh, and... But on that note, like when the gold standard came out of the US, you know, we have all gold. Every country has a gold reserves and they're using for exchanges and various different things, you know. Uh, but thinking about it right now in the world, uh, let's say hypothetically, because the, the gold has changed as well through its history and mm-hmm. its use and its uh, uh, like understanding of it, uh, basically. So in today's monetary system, it wouldn't be so easy to say, oh, it sounds great on paper. Like, oh, yeah, we want to give back the power to our currency and this and that. Uh, but it wouldn't be so easy to, to get back to the gold standard or, or something like that. But th- th- there is, you have to say it and you have to understand it that, uh, you know, during the COVID, and especially now, inflation yeah. is is through the sky, not through the roof, but through the sky, and prices are up, and uh, the interest rates for the first time, I think, in how many years are going up. So, you know, and you realize, I think many people realize during this, that uh, essentially, those notes that you have, that's not, that's not the power there's no power behind them essentially you know because there's some central bank you know in advanced economies and democracies you know they're usually they're independent from the government but it's essentially when they decide to print the shit out you know the more they print it and sometimes there are cases in the economy when you have to print 
Uh, it's not again so easy it's not black and white you know this is bad totally or this is good totally Mm -hmm. Uh, that's the complication of the economy but think about this in the second world war uh, Germans they had uh, I forget the name of the operation but they had a huge operation plan to print about 15% of British Mm -hmm. pounds to destabilize the uh, British economy Mm -hmm. so that should give you a lesson a little bit in how Printing money essentially fucks us up. And with fiat money or this money without the commodity backing, uh, I, it's really dangerous how we put the control over it and who we put uh, in control of our money. Because as the one of the members of the Rothschild family, all the conspiracies now, mm-hmm. uh, uh, said, he who controls the money, he controls the world. And that is the truth. You, you cannot deny it because uh, money... Essentially, as more as it is given in power of the people, you know, the more on the broad scale we have freedom and power. So that's the lesson about the inflation, in my opinion, that you have to take to the heart. Yeah. uh, And we have something that basically nobody is talking about. We have the limited resources. And the biggest problem of the economic theory is how to solve unending needs of us, the customers, of people, of planet Earth, and meet all that demands we have with the limited resources. Resources are limited, and that's the fact. And this international exchange rate system we have now that is very flexible, this monetary policy we implement so much about printing more money, means that basically we made the, the, the monetary policy unlimited. You know, now we have the limited resources and unlimited money. And that's where it got us. Because you have, as you always had, and in the gold standard and today, the people who are, well, uh, I, don't think, I don't know what would be the best term, but let's say over-rich. And you must uh, limit that uh, that uh, that uh, kind of thing, because basically, for example, imagine that Elon Musk, Bill Gates, Warren Buffett, any of these motherfuckers wanted to to, to take all that money in the physical form, <laughs> and we couldn't make it. It's impossible. That all those numbers are becoming fictional. You know, and that that's the problem because we need to not. I, I cannot find it, but we need uh, the economists need the, the future economists needs to think about the, the the new system, just like we needed new system after Bretton Woods. So just we need the new system after this international free international exchange rate system. We need something. For example, I, I was thinking about it, but. Bretton Woods had the good things about this uh, uh, fixed uh, exchange rate and this gold backing standard. And if you could mix it up with something uh, variable like uh, that one currency is fi- uh, fixed for some amount of time, then it, uh, it gets like, like hosting the Olympics <laughs> the, to the another can- currency, something like that. There, there is a way. And we, uh, this system was... They had three aims: stability, independence, independence, and mobility. And mobility, a well, we have it. Uh, stability, hmm, we could argue about it. But independence, 
what independence? Independence to print more money? Yes, independence uh, to to let uh, the market <laughs> holds itself. No, and you know, and the golden standard. A lot of people argue that that it costs money. In golden standard, that system didn't cost anything at all, and it was a profit known as seniorage. Yeah, and uh, listen to, to, to several points you made. I mean, think about this: is, is like Elon Musk is probably worth over two hundred billion, if I'm if I remember yeah. the last time, you know, and uh, that's huge. And you you wonder, and I wonder as a free market capitalist, uh, you know, supporter till I die and freedom of man and you know business. I wonder, well, should you have a two hundred billion? And he, I once listened to him, and he made a very good point, which I agree. Like, uh, I. I can allocate resources. I have proved that. And he is right. You can allocate resources uh, that uh, in the profitable matters that will bring uh, good to society. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that that money should go to the government. Yeah. Uh, but nope. I don't know if they should be... And I don't know the solution for this, but I just wonder, like, should, you, should at any moment one man be, like, in possession of, I don't know, $250 billion? Should... Should that allocation just go and he must allocate it to some other ventures that are out of his reach uh, to some limit, you know? Uh, but, but that's the other subject to talk about. Mm-hmm. But uh, in some sense, like, think about the currency, cryptocurrencies now. And that's why I'm not, uh, I'm not so hot on them. Like, people are saying, oh, this is, gonna, this is going to, you know, get money out of our way. Yeah. And I don't, I don't believe that. I think maybe it's the first stage of something we're gonna come up to change money. But um, in some sense, what people don't uh, want to admit is cryptocurrencies are one big pyramid scheme <laughs> uh, going up, and especially the, the the higher ones like Bitcoin or Cardano or Ethereum. I mean, if you got first there, you were basically it, you know. Uh, but think about the money in this way: what if Money went digital, for example. What is digital money? Like, if I if I had a hundred dollars, but that hundred dollars was only on screen, like you say, well, hundred dollars, what is that? I don't have it in my hands. It, it doesn't exist. Well, that's right. It doesn't exist. You have now the physical form, which is a hundred dollar note, and you kind of can take it, and it exists in some manner. But what if we we went digital, for example, and government just Pays you your pay four hundred dollars, but four hundred dollars that doesn't exist, you know, mm-hmm. if they're not physical. So think about it, how that vulnerable that system is. Because if I have a standard commodity backing my money, I always have it, you know. The, the, it, it exists. The real value of it exists somewhere, and that's what uh, it sounds so easy. Let's let's just put some numbers on our screen. And uh, and that's the money, that's the power. But it's not so simple about uh, when you put it in that way, you know. Because where is the value that we have? Where is the where is the power of the purchase that we have as uh, as a consumers? That's the things I think we should be thinking about. Yeah, that's basically what I was talking about earlier. And this system, it's running, it's running, yeah. but it's fragile. Boom! What one? few more shocks will be in uh, one hell of a problem and like i said limited resources unlimited money 
it's easy. Let's keep it uh, variable. Let's keep it flexible. But let's implement some formulas and and calculate how many res uh, natural resources we have, how many human resources we have, how the population growth, everything. And we would know the at least in my hypothesis, we, we would know what the value of us as a human species and our planet is. And we will and we would know how much of the money we have at our disposal. It's easy. Yeah, and like uh, when it comes to printing money or, you know, allocating those resources, those limited resources, like you said, uh, I, I think we we kind of forget that uh, in some sense, you know, our world, like I mentioned before, resolves around the money and yeah. how we how we put it in, in a different places, you know. And uh, to some sense, you know, like I've said for the first time in how many years the interest rates are going up and inflation in the U.S., for example, and here as well is going through the roof with the war and uh, gas prices are crazy. Uh, but I think Again, we forget those the, the, those simple lessons that when the when our government now increased the minimum wage, they didn't do us any favor. Yeah, you know, <laughs> they didn't. So if they raised for two hundred euros, they they, they raised the, uh, the 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 wage. But what if every every fucking thing that you go is, uh, I don't know, you you need it's like thirty percent plus on the price. You know, you didn't you didn't give a shit. You know. We, we basically people are poorer than before yeah. because you increase maybe 200 euros and you think that's a great thing but what if the prices have risen so much that you cannot buy in the same bag what you bought in the same bag for two, two years ago and uh, to, to see people like oh yeah the government raised the money that, that's great yeah that's great but what if you now need uh, I, I don't know 50 more euros to get your tanks uh, full than before and the groceries are so much more expensive then you should start thinking about hey you know these these notes that we have in our hands they don't mean shit if their value is just the paper uh, they're written on you know something like that well if anybody know, know what inflation means that's germans and yugoslavians you know we basically here in this region in, in all the republics of ex yugoslavia we 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 don't have economic policies since Abramovich plans, and uh, it's just wrong. And you know, we as a community rely too much on the government and think that they solve our, our problems. Yeah, that's right. Ah, but basically, what to do? We are just fucked. Yeah, but no, listen, I don't, I don't want to be, I don't want to be pessimistic, so, so, so to speak. But yeah. You, uh, tough times, uh, will you know, with the war and everything. I think uh, financially, tough times are here. Will be here for some times. You know, you you cannot, and you know, there are still consequences from COVID, which we don't know what the consequences are because you can see the consequences twenty years after a, a, a event like this. Mm -hmm. So there's that. But uh, the change in monetary policy, I think, will be necessary in some case. And in here in Montenegro, we we don't even print our own shit. You know, so. <laughs> We have euro, but we can't print it. So, so, so figure out that economy. Uh, but uh, definitely, you know, uh, there will be some changes to the system. And, uh, you know, you and me as an economist will we'll have to figure something out, I guess. 
Yeah, well, this is the great uh, opportunity for all of the economists out there, professors, uh, the economics faculty, students, everybody, uh, because in the economy, you must witness the inflations, the crises, uh, uh, the, the, the market shocks, <laughs> and you have everything of that now, uh, just to analyze, to, to, to check your hypotheses, uh, your theories and everything, and we are, we are living in a good time <laughs> for investigation, <laughs> so... That's it. And one more thing there. You talked about the digital currencies, about the cryptocurrencies, and, you know, we hear so much about Bitcoin and cryptos as a new gold, as they are not related to any of the other financial and real markets. But you know that the connection between the stock market and cryptos are tight and now with all those uh, uh, things going on with with the aggression of russia with the uh, inflation everything and you know cryptos responded to the, that and that means that they are not the new gold and that myth of the new gold is debunking itself by its, by the cryptos themselves and we do not have to do anything and they 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 go non-stop jabbing about that the cryptos are the safe heaven but is it safe heaven something that drops its value by half in a couple of weeks no it's not it's just the risk management and i think that would be all and if i'm not wrong you have one uh, quote for our listeners uh, yeah uh, so you know Right now, we have this period of historical revisionism in, in uh, our beautiful Montenegro and uh, uh, killing of our, you know, historical roots and successes and everything. But uh, on the old town, Kotor at our seaside, you know, when you enter, well, last time I entered the town anyway, uh, there, was a, there was a quote there, a, a slogan that was uh, written in, uh, you know, the old Yugoslavia. Uh, and it said in the English language, uh, what belongs to others we don't want. What is ours we will never surrender. Uh, in the translation it would say, uh, uh, So, you know, I think we should live by that mantra. Don't take what, uh, you know, belongs to the other and definitely don't surrender what's yours. So that's the quote of the day. We stay genuine uncensored and unscripted and we always will as we have to order our usual share us and subscribe us and stay tuned until the next wednesday